0: Good day, fellow investors. Our annual 10 asset classes overview, what will work and what won't in 2024. But not just asset classes, I want to also try to give a solution to what might be the risk and reward out there. So let's immediately start with stocks. And if you want a real overview of what will the expected returns be going forward this is the seven-year asset class real return forecast by gmo and unfortunately for u.s stocks the situation is not positive at all with an expected long-term return of around minus 10 20 percent from u.s stocks small caps a little bit better but still just above positive for real returns now why is this such a bad situation because of the stock market's valuation if you look at the sap 500 p ratio now we are at 26.19 compared to an average historical of around 15 which means that if this extremely high p ratio reverts just a little bit to the mean over 2024 or over the next few years that means that you are looking into a decline of 20 30 even 40 percent just from valuation okay but if you look at the earnings yield it is close to historical lows close to the peak of the dot-com bubble in the 2000s and you know how those returns looked then so 3.82 return over time is not stellar because if you add one, two percent growth over time, you get to long, long term returns of five percent. But first, the P ratio needs to adjust. And if we look at the cyclically adjusted P ratio that takes into account ten years of earnings, you can see that only a few times in history we have had such a situation now the last two years dot com bubble nifty 50 bubble and the 1929 stock market bubble and as you can see history tells us bubble 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 Expecting that results now will be different, this time is different, is not the way a value investor invests. And perhaps the most significant chart that I'll show you regarding investing in US stocks now is the following. If you look at stocks now and want to buy stocks now, you have to understand that you are buying here at all-time highs, When just 14 years ago, the S&P 500 closed at 683 points in March 2009, followed printing money, zero interest rates, and now we are at a 7x. I hope the market doesn't crash for all the people out there invested in the S&P 500 pension funds. A lot of things hang on the S&P 500, but the risk and reward for investing with small zero real returns projected forward and the big downturn risk is not something that I would say is a good investment at this point in time. We will discuss a little bit later emerging markets, international markets are valued cheaper. So that might be something to think about, more about that into the special emerging market situation. But perhaps this is the most dangerous thing. Stocks over the last little bit more than a year are up 32%. And people think, yes, yeah, stocks can only go up, get sucked in. But that was the same two years ago. And over two years, the SAP 500 did nothing. And keep in mind, 2022 was one when it crashed 24 percent. So what is the solution now? Well, we don't have to look far for a solution going into 2024. And the solution, depending on your risk and reward, is bonds. You might feel it strange that I'm saying that bonds are a good asset class for 2024. But if I'm looking at treasuries, short-term treasuries, for five percent yield, I think that if you don't like the risk and reward out there, bonds are a great way to park money until you find something that fits you better. Of course, there are some unknowns with bonds. If interest rates go lower, the short-term bonds will have lower yields. The long-term bonds will, however, increase in value, so you can make some money there If it doesn't happen, you just hold and get that bond average return out there. Of course, we cannot predict inflation. Will inflation go higher? Interest rates higher or lower? But from a current perspective, bonds from a risk and reward perspective look good until you find something that has a better risk and reward perspective. We could say that bonds are cheap, but you need to understand what you are doing. And let me know in the comments if you need a deeper dive into bonds. Of course, when it comes to real returns, 5% minus inflation, 2.8%, but still better than what is negative. Now, let's discuss gold that many see as a hedge to a portfolio in case the Fed loses value, in case currencies, as they are doing with inflation constantly, lose more and more Value. Now I have been pretty avid supporter of investing in gold when I started this YouTube channel 2017, 18, even a little bit of 19, and then gold started exploding on the Fed reverting their asset purchases. And then, of course, with more money in the system, it really exploded and peaked somewhere in 2020, a little bit lower, and now it is peaking again. However, From a current perspective I find gold a little bit risky now because there is still so much money in the system and I feel that this run up is just okay we don't have anywhere to park our money so let's put it in gold. Therefore I would not feel now the same with gold as I did here because here gold was priced at cost of production for the miners. Now miners should also be making money but that's not that straightforward the thing with gold is first it's a non-producing asset and if you want to hedge something in the current environment with money printing and everything if there is a liquidity squeeze people might also be selling gold instead of buying gold if really a bad situation happens plus if you really want it to act as a hedge you need to have a large part of your portfolio in it. And gold is a non-producing asset. I cannot know whether gold will be $5,000 in seven years or $1,000. And therefore, it's too risky to consider it as a hedge to your portfolio. You can diversify, play a little bit around on the volatility, but to have any kind of significant impact on your portfolio, you need too much of it in your portfolio. And given that it is a non-producing asset, you actually lower your long-term returns. If you go into individual miners, those have their own issues, taxes, this or that. And therefore I feel that gold is not an asset class anymore. It's more uh, like a gambling situation and therefore want to avoid over time just maybe if there is a clear opportunity okay this is now too cheap crazy cheap but we are not in that situation now and if you look at long-term returns bonds have interest rates so those did good over the last 200 years gold didn't do much and of course stocks are the best because you own businesses and you get the benefit of increased prices through inflation something that bonds don't give you and gold should give you but you have these run up and then 20 years of nothing run up down run up and i don't know whether there will be 20 years of nothing or it will continue so much of a gamble for now speaking of gambles cryptocurrencies i was just looking at the energy consumption index for cryptocurrencies and this means simply to me that the friction for transaction is pretty high and therefore this will not be a transactional a currency situation and therefore it's just gambling and yes bitcoin prices went up because 51% of Americans in May had bought cryptocurrency for the first time within the last 12 months. About 46 million Americans own a share of Bitcoin that they didn't sell. So 22% of the adult population. And those numbers are huge. So a lot of people are dabbling with it. Let's call it gambling with it. But if you are thinking as an asset class, as Miller said, first, if you want to buy 20 million of Bitcoin, you can't. So that's the first thing. So a lot of people playing around with it. And same with gold. If there is a financial squeeze, if those bills are coming, if this and that, and then the trend is negative, 46 million Americans selling to get the money out. That's not a trend I want to be. Thus, again, as a portfolio exposure situation, simply too risky. On why people are buying it, simply the greater fool theory from the Motley Fool. So uh, you are hoping that some other, not call it investor, is willing to pay even more at some point in time. So have fun, but it's not an asset class. Now, let's discuss real estate. If we look at median price of houses, in the United States, those have fallen significantly. This is a 20% drop that I see here. If I show you a chart better here. So from 479,000 to the current 431 rebounded a little bit in the last quarter. But when I look at real estate prices now, I see this, so a huge increase which means that we are still in bubble territory. Plus, if I look at interest rates, the Fed situation, interest rates now are 5.43%. That is not reflected in real estate prices. Real estate prices should be much, much lower given the current situation in interest rates. Of course, everyone is expecting interest rates to go lower and lower and therefore prices are holding. So In this situation, I would call this a real estate bubble, therefore very, very risky. But there is more. If you look at the cost of mortgage, it went from 3% or 3-4%. When I was screaming on this channel to take a 30-year fixed mortgage, and many of you did it also here in 2021, but now, Mortgage costs are staggering at 7%, 7, 6, 7%, which makes a huge difference when it comes to investing. And even not fixed situations are very risky because you don't know what will be future interest rates. But let me just show you the staggering cost of a mortgage. So let's take a $500,000 mortgage, an interest rate of 7%, and the cost is 3721 per month. Now, just a year ago, if we compare things and we put an interest rate of free, 2500 free. Just compare that 3% and 7% and home prices have appreciated by 50% if you want to buy it through a mortgage. That is insane, very expensive, 2 expensive and therefore highly unlikely that you will find a good real estate deal with a seven percent mortgage because when it was three percent that was free money taking a three percent 30-year fixed mortgage that was free money from the bank from the government inflation three percent three percent mortgage free money you got your house for free if you did that in the last, from 2013 to 2022. And now the situation is completely different. Plus, interest rates are higher, real estate prices haven't adjusted. So real estate now is a no-go, unless you can find some staggering deals in the commercial sector where you know what you're doing. But just for investing like this with retail investors, no. What am I saying in the commercial sector? This is from our REIT analysis and cap rates there are around 9%. So if you have a million, you want to park it at 9%, get the 90,000 per year to live off, that might be interesting, but you need to know what you are doing. With REITs, those have crashed unlike real estate. So those are better from that perspective. And not to go now deeply into REITs, this is the video that we discussed. REITs, the details, the interest rates, what can go wrong, what can go right. I'll put all the links in the videos in the description below. So you can check that if you feel you want more information on a certain asset class. So with REITs, to summarize, it depends on what you're looking for, the growth, the leverage, the quality. quality, is still expensive with dividend yield of 2-3%, but check again that video. Now, if the markets are risky, you might consider hedging, and hedges, given the low volatility, are not that expensive. Thus, also interesting for those that might want more protection, safety, or security. Of course, we discussed hedges a little bit more in detail with Spitznagels, Book and also the latest video on Spitznagel. Links in the description below. But let's look at the most simple hedging options out there. I've looked at the SAP 500 option chain. So if I want to be hedged for a year, then the cost is 4.5%. If I want to buy a contract and then be protected if the SAP 500 goes down, I have to pay around 4.5% of my portfolio and then if the sap 500 goes down the level of my portfolio stays flat if it goes up after 4.5 percent that you pay now then you made your uh, money after let's say with interest five percent there you made your money so if stocks just keep going up which is what usually stocks do right then you make above five percent that is the cost if stocks go down after your five percent cut you are protected on the downside but then you have to see okay how much protection on the downside do i need if you just need a little bit less protection on the downside and you can sustain a 10 percent crash you say if it goes up and up and down 10 percent i don't care but i want to be protected from 10% and below, you can buy an option that costs 2.4% of your portfolio. And then you are for half the cost protected for 90% of the downside and enjoy more upside. You have to see how this fits you. More specific hedges. I have a company that will gain on volatility if there is a crash in my portfolio, but that is a little bit more specific. So. For simple hedging, if you want protection, if you have a trust that is invested here or there and uh, in the S&P 500 and you want to be sure it stays flat and gives you the remaining upside, then something like this now is relatively cheap. When volatility increases, options on the S&P 500 cost 10% of the portfolio value now let's discuss land as an asset class i've received this suggestion to look a little bit at land and this is okay oil boom shale oil but also maui land in hawaii a little bit up and it is a non-producing asset with five percent interest rates having something just to hold to park your money and then gain on inflation if you don't have some specific local knowledge it's not an asset class that I would look into. But let's discuss commodities. What is the outlook there for 2024? If we look at oil, we are now at 72 per barrel. So that's somewhere a mid price. But with all the electrification coming in, I think that oil will be trading at 30 or 40 in the future, especially given the recent investments on high prices however this is now a medium risk medium reward situation so not for me natural gas is also a little bit lower 50 percent down on the long term but that also indicates how the world's politics etc go okay this might be something to look into maybe in the winter we'll check if after the winter prices go even lower coal is 63% down but still high on a historical basis so not something that i would jump in now we already discussed gold silver the average industrial price is 10 to 15 so uh, this of course it can go anywhere but not something that i would jump in we just discussed lithium in a video link again will be in the description below that has crashed 82 percent year over year which makes it interesting but still there is time given the supply and demand platinum pgm metals depending on the automotive industry if there is a recession going forward it will be ugly iron ore is still high Copper is still high, which means that the situation in China is still great. Talking about emerging markets that we'll discuss in a second. So not something very attractive there. And if we look at industrial metals, zinc still high, not enough down. Cobalt with lithium going down, rhodium on autocatalyst significantly down and getting closer to normal prices. Nickel is still up on average basis. Aluminium could be interesting at these levels. We could say fair level, but not undervalued. And copper futures are actually doing great. So things are okay. And the things with commodities is that you better wait for a recession and then look into these, especially miners, producers, low-cost producers, which is what I do over time. And you can follow what I do in the link in the description below where I'll also put the automotive businesses that I analyzed live And perhaps something to buy. Speaking of commodities is food. These are herbicides, insecticides, but the crash there has already happened and now as there is inventory the stocking it might return to normality so except food fmc also link and try to put it here if i remember for the stock not yet the macro is not yet there for commodities things are still good there is still demand so uh, not a situation that is a good risk and reward except for some food as we discussed in this video now let's discuss value Emerging markets, emerging value, 7% return, 5.4% real returns from just emerging, small cap international, 5%. These are good returns and these returns can make good returns for your portfolio over time not these ones and i'll just without going into the specifics i'll just show you something so everyone is saying the news and media are bombarding us how china is doing terrible china economic growth is five percent and four percent and that's likely four percent going forward anyone in europe the us would kill for four percent going forward but if we look at the Hong Kong index P ratio, forward P ratio is below 9, so 8 point something. And compare that to the 26 or 22 forward, but just those earnings. This is the discrepancy between Asia growing, billion people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, I don't know what to add here. You can look at ETFs, everything is cheap out there. You can check my research platform for more specific stocks to see what I do. And uh, that's about it. See how it fits you and then you will see. If you don't feel comfortable with Asia, with unknowns, with this or that, simply, as we discussed earlier, go back to bonds. It's that easy. You don't have to invest your money. Nobody's putting a gun to your head. Speaking of guns, smoking guns, alternatives. We have seen NFTs crashing. We discussed something that was cool in 22, art, but that has also generated just a little bit more than half of the sales compared to 2022. So these are non-productive assets and not something that I would be very interested in. You can park, but usually these things don't really lead to great returns all those businesses that were touting art last year are probably now have bankrupt we have then private equity but that has cooled a little bit off and you have to see whether the opportunities are still there the boom in private equity when pension funds started investing, they are spending your money like there is no tomorrow. But with the recession, if there is a recession, private equity will be even lower. So we have already discussed a few asset classes. Now, when it comes to diversification, somebody is saying you should be in all asset classes and that will give you a good return over time. Well, I think that now, if you're focusing on diversification, you can diversify by putting the dividends into bonds, emerging value, or into hedges. And then next year, 2025, we will find something else to diversify. And then over the long term, you have a pretty well diversified portfolio based on good returns on invested capital. Everything else doesn't give good risk and reward now so diversifying just for the sake of diversification especially at this moment in time is extremely dangerous so when it comes to investing conclusion i think that the key factor here now is the fed if they lose control it will be very very ugly for a lot of things that cannot sustain shocks we can have high inflation going forward or even higher rates depending on what the fed decides likely because higher interest rates cannot be tolerated by governments or companies with huge debts we are in the greatest debt bubble of all times likely at some point in time they will have to let inflation loose which then trashes long-term bonds so that's also a risk there with bonds but maybe they will not trash it just yet so for parking and then if they start trashing it you buy stocks quickly because stocks should then also go lower so you do the opposite of what others are doing everyone thinks there are no issues but the first issue is that the rewards are little small over time because everything is so pricey and if things start turning for the worse the risks are huge not worth the reward the solution Emerging markets are cheap. Of course, those can get even cheaper, but that is investing. If you don't want to see your money go lower, don't invest, spend it, enjoy life, and that's it. Congratulations for reaching this point in the video, although bonds, hedges. So those are the interesting risk and reward situation. If you want more, check what I do. Thanks for watching. Subscribe also for more. And I'll see you in the next video.